Well, everybody, um, happy new year. Uh, welcome to season four of Black Men Speak. Uh, I'm, ex I'm your host, Keith Den, and I'm really excited to be back. Uh, I hope everybody had a happy and safe holiday, and you know, hopefully, hopefully you're really looking forward to a spectacular uh, 2023. Um, it's been restful for me uh, for the past couple of weeks, uh, kind of except for um, we had lost someone very close to us. Um, shout out to Eddie Broussard. Um, who is the father of um, one of my great friends, Chris Broussard. And he was very close to my parents as well. So, you know, it was really a little bittersweet. Um, but I know he's in a better place. And so I uh, just wanted to talk about that first before we get started. Um, but other than that, I'm really looking forward to this season. We have some great guests. I'm going to be doing a, over the next couple of weeks, going to be doing a special project uh, with Georgetown University men. Um, and so we're really going to touch upon some of the challenges that they might be going through on uh, predominantly white institution. So uh, look, look for that in the next couple of weeks. But um, today we have a great guest on. Um, and we're going to be talking to a professor uh, from Historically Black College, uh, Professor Ovel Hamilton who serves as assistant professor of history at the prestigious Morehouse College. Um, and we're gonna be talking about something that, to be honest, I didn't think was even existed on campus. Um, and it's kind of like the meta metaversity, um, you know, operating classes in the metaverse. Uh, we've heard, you know, you've seen commercials, you know, over the holidays about the metaverse, but uh, I think universities maybe have taken the lead on kind of creating, uh, creating the platform for college students to learn. So they're really racing, racing to this immersive learning experience through this virtual reality, which has basically exploded over the last five years. And a lot of it has been happening in kind of the medical technology field. Um, so it's still relatively new, but I, Morehouse has embraced it, um, this new medium and Dr. Ovel Hamilton being the first instructor kind of to teach world history and US history using the virtual reality platform. So what's so exciting is that this semester actually next or in a couple of days, they're gonna be rolling out a course called the history of Af African diaspora since 1800. Uh, so there, I'm sure there's got to be a lot of things um, that they could talk about. And that's why I brought them on today, because I really wanted to hear about what are some of the things that these uh, young people are going to learn and, um, you know, what has been the experience overall. So, um, doc, Dr. Hamilton, uh, how are you doing today? All right. How are you? How are you, Mr. Dick? All right. I'm doing, I'm doing great. So, um you know, being the first instructor to kind of teach in the metaverse, if you could kind of one talk about what make what makes that difference than just going to regular class, and then why did you decide, or how did you actually even get involved in the medium in the first place? Okay, well, we started at Morehouse College uh, with a first metaversity, 
um, back in, uh, we start planning in 2020, you know, during the pandemic. And that's how we got started because we were looking for other mediums besides Zoom, uh, you know, Microsoft and other uh, mediums that you use to uh, go online. But we want a total immersive, interactive, real life experience and virtuality offered that experience. Now for myself, I sort of had it by accident. It was uh, one of my colleagues uh, who was an English, Dr. Tanya Clark, who was chosen uh, with the Fordham University to use English. She said, well, how about Ovell in history? Uh, he'll be a good asset for us to have as well. And so she brought me on. <laughs> just oh, mentioned okay. my name. <laughs> And so uh, myself, uh, uh, Dr. Vereen, who's in biology, Dr. Messina Morris, who's in chemistry, and Dr. Tony Clark in English, we became the first metaverse professors and we rolled out classes in 2021. My class being the first class in world history where I taught world history on a metaverse platform, beginning with Napoleon's invasion of Russia, where I created a battle scene and a map to show where Napoleon invaded. And I had videos going to make like you're on the battlefield. I had oh, wow. a plane that you can look down upon the battle as well. And so the students were totally immersive and interactive in that process. And so that's how we got started. Wow, kind of just based on that alone, was was there a lot of, um, so was there a lot of, so of course in, in a regular class, mm -hmm. I'm sure you have a kind of a lesson plan and things of that nature yeah. to kind of guide the class. But this sounds like, you did you have to kind of create the battle scenes or? Yes, yes. Yeah, so and what, what happened is Victor XR, the company that we work with, with President Steve Grubbs, he allows us to use all these different platforms. It's, we have about, eight, uh, I think it's about 8,000 artifacts and about, okay. uh, about 150 different uh, classroom settings that you can use. Battlefields, oh, battleships, uh, you know, uh, underground railroad museums and things like that, which I'll be teaching uh, in next this semester coming. Uh, but you have all these different spaces. You can go to different uh, Great Wall of China, the jungles of, of uh, rainforests of Africa. You can go to the bottom of the ocean. You go out in Mars and space as well. So you have all these different platforms that you can teach your kids and have them oh, okay. experience uh, what they're going through and what they're learning about as well. So, not so just the, the scenes are, are chosen for The scenes are chosen for you or they have a... Serious, they have a sketch. Okay. Oh, and what I did was my battleship that I built, the 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 like say the World War II battle that I built. I had they had the battleship, but I added everything else. I added like torpedoes in the water, submarines, and things like that. Because I'm an old Navy veteran. I'm a Navy veteran, so okay. And so what I want the kids to feel how it is to be on a ship. So I make them use ship language while we're on the ship as well. And so I teach them that as well. Oh, nice. Okay. Um. And so basically talk about the class structure and how does it different differ from just a regular a regular class. Oh yeah. And what I did was uh like I said when we did our traditional classes, you know, we come in and we uh hit lecture on history and you know it's pretty pretty much static, you know, you listen to a professor, he talks about different plans, uh different events that are going through a time. But with virtual reality, not only can I, I lecture on the history, uh say we're doing China uh, we talk about uh, the history of China's, the, the, the different dynasties and the building of the Great Wall. But not only do I talk about that in class and lecture on it, 
I'm able to take them into the metaverse and we can actually go stand, stand on the Great Wall of China, show them where the dynasties were built and show them the key people in the dynasties and things like that. And they can see the structures and then get a very glimpse, a very historical glimpse of how everything took place. And it's like sort of like, like say, going back in time, actually seeing what was going on and have a better interpretation of history and a better understanding of the past and what the key significant events of the past are. So you're not just sitting in a static classroom and just you know going to sleep, listen to the instructor and things like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're actually interactive. You're actually doing it, feeling artifacts, touching artifacts, and actually interacting and using some artifacts as well, as well. And so, so that's that's the uh, like I say the the great nature of virtuality is that they're totally immersed in the environment what they're doing. They're totally they're act, actually feeling history, touching history, and being moved by history at the same time. Wow. Okay. And that's an interesting, so kind of segueing to kind of the experience the students go through, and I think you kind of touched upon that. Since that is, um, since we're really talking about Black men, uh, this is kind of yeah. the theme. Have you noticed a difference in how a black young Black men respond to the class? Because uh, I'd like to hear how they, you know, and it's really based probably on your teaching style. You probably, you know, have a way to keep them engaged. But did you see a change in how they started to interact actually in the classroom or even just in in college in general? Because there's there's more than one metaverse class. Right. Yes. Uh, what I saw was a great improvement, uh, especially in uh, acad I saw academic improvement. Um, and I, I think that's due to. Uh, you know, you got to come to class if, you, if, you, if you're going to uh, participate. You got to come to class. But I saw greater attendance uh, for the metaverse and I and I saw greater uplift and motivation to learn in the metaverse because students like say may not they may be shy in class and may you know talk about. But when they're behind the metaverse and they create their own avatar, they're coming out doing things and they're more engaged and they're they're volunteering more. Uh, they're participating more. So it's a it's sort of like, you know, it's everybody's is like engaging at the same time and you don't feel like that you're, you know, nobody's going to judge you or nobody's going to down you or things like that. So you just you know being yourself and you are participating and you're interacting socially. And even Stanford did a study on that as well and showed the uh, interaction between the students and also the professors during that time that has increased and the metaverse is a great uh, medium for that. So I've seen, I like to say, increase in academics, increase in attendance, and also increase oh, wow. in motivation to learn as well. That's interesting because um, do you, is it because they could hide behind the avatar or kind of create a kind of create a different character as opposed to being in a classroom? They were exposed exposed right. more or less. Uh, no, it's uh, like I think it's not necessarily high behind avatar, but it's it's able to increase that able to enhance their creativity. Uh, like say that some of them come in with like you know, with the Panama Jack hat. I, I don't know if you remember Panama Jack or not. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <from> my age, <laughs> but they come in like with different uh, explorer hats, or they may come in with sunglasses and you know and things you know just to uh, be an extension of their personality. And like I say, and it's it, like I say it's not uh, them hiding, but just showing their creativity. On, okay. uh, what they can do in the medium and uh, showing their, uh, you know, like uh, putting themselves and their ideas forth. And so, and it's like, uh, it's like a non-judgment kind of atmosphere that they okay. so they're able to be more creative and more outspoken if they want to be as well. Cause I do, uh, we do presentations in the metaverse. Like say we may do it in the Roman Coliseum 
or may do it in uh, Japan or somewhere, you know, just to uh, give them that kind of feeling that we're, you know, we're international travelers and things like that. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. yeah, that was, that was what I was going to ask you as well, because in a, I guess usually in the Zoom, in a Zoom classroom, mm -hmm. usually really only one person can speak and, yeah. and you, there's kind of a delay. And especially if there's a group project, that's, there's a little bit of challenge there. Right. In the metaverse, is, is that kind of the same thing or is everyone able to talk at the same time or do you kind of have to raise your hand? Yeah, yeah. They can talk at the same time uh, when we're doing group projects and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but if that did disturb, I can hit uh, I can hit a, 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 it's a, it's a button in the metaverse I can hit that can uh, silence that part so they won't disturb other people in the class as well. It's called oh, 3D, 3D voice that I hit. And what I can do is uh, I can silence that part and just only hear the people that I'm trying to listen to at the same time. But it won't disturb them because they're doing their project, and so we and they won't disturb us because we're doing a project over here. So it's uh, everybody can talk. Oh, time. I see. Okay, mm -hmm. so you can even separate you can even separate the students if they yes. are working in groups. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then if I want to call them all back, say, uh, well, we did Dinosaur Island, which is a vast metaverse platform. Where we run with the dinosaurs and looking at different dinosaurs. Okay. So, but this island is so huge that you know they can get away from me in the metaverse. But I have a summons uh, button. I can call them all back at the same time. Oh, okay. <laughs> right in one spot. <laughs> oh, right, because they may be off in some other, other right. land, <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> looking, looking for um, looking mm -hmm. for bones or, or right. whatever. <laughs> like they're um, like they're in Jurassic Park. <laughs> right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> And so okay. if they get lost, I can just summon them and they come right back to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's move to the class actually that's coming up, which really intrigued yeah. me when I saw the um, the article, uh, the history of the African diaspora since 1800. Mm -hmm. um, so what what are some of the things that will be covered uh, in, in the class that you're really excited about? Oh, yes. Um, well, the uh, I, I love this class, like I say, it's one of my favorite classes to teach. Uh, because in the history of Africa since 1800, I start off with the Haitian Revolution and uh, we uh study the Haitian Revolution and how it impacted America. How that actually, you know, America was Haiti a great debt when they sold that land to Thomas Jefferson for cheap after mm -hmm. they holding out there. So right. I start with that uh lecture, and then uh, in the metaverse, our first uh course uh, uh uh, setting would be the Amistad, the slave ship Amistad. Mm -hmm. So we actually go on the slave ship and we look at Sinke and how they, uh, like say, how they uh, battled, how they would take over again. I do ship language because I want to teach my kids the ship language and different uh, settings on the ship and things like that. But I also want to teach the importance of showing how our ancestors were at these uh, coffins, these floating coffins, mm -hmm. and they were brought to America and to see that impact on them. Now, I've... Uh, some people I saw, especially on Instagram, they have been you no know, negative impacts there. Well, you just teaching about slavery. No, 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 no. This class is more than just slavery. The reason I talked mm. about because that was a that was also triumphant because they won their court case and they were sent back to Africa as well because the slave trade was illegal. And so we look at that. We look at the Underground Railroad Museum with Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman. Uh, we also look at Civil War battlefields with black soldiers that I teach about the 54 Massachusetts the Kansas Regiment on the battlefield. Uh, we go to World War One battlefield with black soldiers, 369 Harlem Infantry Brigade, Infantry mm -hmm. Brigade the Harlem Hellfighters, I teach about them. Uh, also, we do World War II battles and we go over a bombing raid 
in a uh, a bomber in Germany and go through a bombing raid, take the kids on the class in the bombing raid as well. And probably the well, key things, the key thing is that uh, the civil rights movement. Uh, we actually have the Edmund Pettus Bridge where I can take the kids on the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Oh wow! Bridge, and we see the police down there waiting on us. I, I oh, waiting on you. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> So that's one of the key elements too. Uh, with Martin Luther King, uh, we got his. Uh, we'll be t- going to the March on Washington in '63, August of '63. Uh, listen to Martin Luther King give a speech uh, during that time. I have a dream speech. Uh, going to Memphis, also where he was assassinated in '68 uh, mm-hmm. as well. So we're going to do all those. Oh, and we forgot, I forgot one. Tulsa, Oklahoma. We have a uh, like I say a scene of Tulsa, the the riots that happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma as well to take them there and show what happened during wow. the as well so it's, it's going to be open to the vast uh information for wow, that's, African history and also the african diaspora as well that sounds very uh mm-hmm. very dynamic and so mm-hmm. do you find that the students know most of the the topics that you're discussing in some aspect mm-hmm. um especially since it's a mm-hmm. historically black college or right. are they really learning these things for the first time uh i'll I have to say um most of them, I think, uh, like especially when I dealt with the Haitian Revolution, uh, I would say only maybe about maybe ten percent had heard of the Haitian Revolution, uh, and uh, as as far as when I first taught on that. And then uh, since we go in depth, now they know the shell of some of the civil rights movements. You know, they heard of the Emancipation mm-hmm. Bridge, but when we go into detail, a lot of them, I'd say, uh, probably ninety percent don't know the details of the the uh, the findings or the events or what happened during the events and who were the key players in those events as well. Because we go into more in depth, not just a shell of when you get what you get on Black History Month and things like that. So we actually dive into it and get to the nuts, nuts and bolts of everything that's happening going on. Okay. And so, I mean, since it is immersive, to do they have to find? Are they put in particular scenes where? Let's. I'm just for example, mm-hmm. let, and I'm just. Let's say they were um, Rosa Parks and. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know that's probably not a bad one because they they definitely know what happened there. But let's right. say they were Rosa Parks, and they were on the the bus, and would they have to kind of talk about how they would navigate that situation, or is it just more they kind of just as if they're bystanders learning what happens, as if it's like yeah. a video, so to speak? Yeah, and what I teach with Rosa Parks as well is is try to get them the the emphasis on why she did it. And the emphasis on what was taking place at that time, but what I've added to, I've added a question for my students on that: Was the Montgomery bus boycott the start of the civil rights movement? Because many people think it was Rosa Parks in December of '55. Then I said, Well, we had Emmett Till in August of '55. So we mm-hmm. we uh, compare and contrast those different movements and those different events. Was it Emmett Till who was lynched in August of '55? Because Rosa Parks stated that you know that. The reason she sat down because of the lynching, the lynching of Emmett Till, she couldn't get that image out of her mind. That's why she protested. So we have to, you know, sort of like uh, look in detail of the civil rights movement and the motivation of Rosa Parks uh, on the Im- lynching of Emmett Till and things like that. And so that's why I include the piece on the rise and lynching in, as well. But uh, we go to, like, say, an in-depth analysis on uh, like what caused the civil rights, what what motivated people doing civil rights, and the impact. That it had that at that time and during our time as well. Okay, so we do those great analytics on those those uh, different movements. Yeah, so I know you 
Thank you for that. I know you mentioned that um, you, you're not the only class. There are several classes that are using the metaverse. Do you see colleges moving towards that medium or um, in the future, or at least what, what do you think the percentage may be? That that. Well, I give you the numbers now. Uh, like I say, when we um, before before January of this year, there were ten metaverses that came on after Morehouse College after we launched in in 2021. Ten other universities, I think North Dakota State University of Kansas Medical School, uh, University of Maryland Global Campus, and out of that first ten, we call them the initial ten. And then I told you Alabama A and M, and uh, I think Florida A and M, and another HBCU. Also came on uh, as well. But since then, January and since January of 2023, 60 more colleges have came on to use the metaverse and just wow. uh, doing that span. 60 more universities just came on to have a metaverse campus. Yeah. So 60 more have been added. Wow. That's I mean, that that's fantastic. And right. it's the fact that Morehouse is leading the way. Um, and Morehouse is number one. Yeah. The first yeah one. <laughs> which is. um. Mm-hmm. Did 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 the university get a lot of um, publicity over this? Yes. Well, I've been on, uh, like, say, myself and Dr. Morris. We, uh, I've been on NBC News, uh, different segments of NBC News. Okay. We've been on the local stations here, WSB TV here in Atlanta. Uh, we've been on, uh, like, say, Black Enterprise, Ebony, The Grio, uh, and other different uh, channels, uh, online channels as well. So uh, then we won, uh, like, three or four awards already as well. Uh, oh, nice, nice. Innovation in, in the classroom as well. So, yes, we get in that publicity, you know. <laughs> so so with the with that, what what would you say is the, the downside of using the metaverse? For, for, uh, for um, I say the downside is is having access to I, I would say having access to a strong Internet. Uh, that's one of the downsides, uh, because uh, what I'm trying to do is bring this program into a lot of rural areas a rural community schools oh, uh-huh. oh okay the downside is uh having access to broadband and internet i said that's one of the downsides because i think they need this program because like I say they're closing a lot of especially in my hometown they're closing a lot of rural schools in arkansas and they're trying to bust these kids 30 and 40 miles away to get to another school and i think the metaverse will offer them a chance uh to stay in that area and then have the teachers come to them and they can go into the metaverse and have a better learning experience and uh, have access to licensed teachers and pretty much uh, uplift their environment and uplift their economy in that town as well. Oh, so basically, you you know, you're so you're t- talking about the high school level. Yes, you know? high school level. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring them to wow. the high school level. Yes, mm-hmm. high school level, right? Right. Because I guess it is, it is a challenge to get yes, especially students without. Um, access to great schools right. um, and that kind of levels the playing field and one it makes it also a lot more creative mm-hmm. uh, and students are you know they're basically going online anyway right, um, right. Um, if they play if they're a gamer or if they're on TikTok or what have you I mean and even discord which is kind of a a medium where they can talk to their friends uh, online and play games or what have you so mm-hmm. um that's that's great to see. And so um, what kind of feedback have you actually, because I know we, we thought about having a, uh, a student on tonight, but I think due to difficulties couldn't make it. So what is, what's some of the feedback that you've heard? I, I would assume you've done, um, you do surveys at the end 
uh-huh. of class and what are some of the, what are some of the feedback you've been given um the a uh, lot of the feedback that i've gotten have been very positive uh, on the metaverse uh they said uh, stuff like best class ever uh greatest time i've had uh, i wish everybody else can experience this um things like wow <laughs> and it's just like say it's it, once you go into the metaverse and once you put that headset on and go into these different worlds it opens up every kind of aspect of learning to you and you have access to everything and so it like you say levels of playing field no matter where you are and uh you know who you are what background you have you have access to all this knowledge and learning online in the metaverse and so like I say it levels of playing and so all the students have been uh just raving about it uh i've had from this semester, I have a lot of repeat students in my class who took me last semester, so they're taking me again this semester. Okay, <laughs> a different class, a different class, but they they are repeat students. I call them repeat students because like they take me again, they take me again, and so and even I heard from my other colleagues that uh, in biology, uh, in uh, journalism, in uh, sociology, their kids also like say raving about how much they learn in the program, how much they have access to different knowledge different bases of knowledge, different kinds of, uh, like say, assets that the metaverse brings to them. So I've heard positive impact on that side as well. Okay. Yeah. And I know we didn't touch upon just your your journey a lot, Mm -hmm. but how did you actually get into just get into studying or studying history in the first place? Uh, Well, in uh, when I was, I'm a Morehouse grad, 1993. Uh, Okay. When I was a sophomore, I was a, I was a biology major. And so I switched to history like my sophomore year at Morehouse and Professor Rodney, who was a mentor of mine. And then uh, I went on to, uh, like say, major in history. Uh, after that, I was in ROTC program, uh, which I joined the Navy. I had to serve my time in the Navy. Mm-hmm. I retired in Navy from 2009, did 20 years in the Navy. And oh, then wow. after, okay. Yep. Yeah. And after I was uh, my last couple of years in the Navy, I got my master's in history at Georgia State University. And then once I retired from the Navy, I went back and completed my PhD in history. And then I came back to my alma mater and started teaching history at Morehouse. So I'm right back where I started as, as a freshman. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so, and, oh, so you were in the Navy. So I guess yeah. that means you, did you travel a lot? Where were some of the unions? Oh, yes. Yes. You went, um, you well, I was, uh, I was overseas. I was in uh, Spain, uh, Turkey, Portugal. Uh, we was in the Mediterranean off the coast of Africa. Uh, been all over the United States, of course, from California to, to Maine. Uh, different bases and things like that. I started out on submarines in Grand Connecticut uh, as a submarine sailor. And so I traveled, like say, to different uh, spaces there. Um, we've, uh, I've, like say, I've done uh, Mediterranean cruises uh, and also, like say, in different countries in, in the, uh, like say, on the, uh, in the Mediterranean side in Europe. Uh, I was trying to get to the Pacific, but they, uh, they canceled my orders to go over there. But uh, like I said, I did most of my uh, sailing in the Mediterranean. Okay. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and did that kind of help spurn your love of history or was that always something that you... Uh, I think my love of history come from my father, uh, Hugh Dale Hamilton, the late Hugh Dale Hamilton, who was a, what I call a grill of our community. Uh, okay. He was, uh, like say, the knowledge, the a guy with the wisdom and knowledge and uh, the, I may say, the genealogy of our community uh, coming from Poplar Grove, Arkansas. He knew, oh, wow. my people would always say about my dad, not only did he know when you, what day you were born, he knew what time you were born. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, and so he uh, he had that memory and that I say that that uh, memory and knowledge that the community quickly gravitated him. They needed an answer to anything historical. It would be him. And, so and what I, was the population of the uh, where you grew up? Uh, population. Uh, 
I see. Well, maybe a couple hundred. Maybe a couple, couple hundred. hundred. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not too many. <laughs> but he knew he knew everything that happened in the town. Everything, yeah. any anything that yeah. you needed to know, he was the one to go he was to. One right. Mm -hmm. And then he like say he kept a historical record in his mind. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. And I mean, and just for arguments, did he actually write the things? Write them down? No, he just spoke them. He just kept them in his mind. Yeah. He never wrote anything down. <laughs> So, so that's interesting. So that will, how will that history be passed down? Well, I, I remember, I memorized some of it, but like I okay. said, a lot of it, he took the grade with him. Yeah. Oh, okay. And like I said, I, I memorized some and I wrote down a little bit what I could. Okay. Uh, and uh, like I said, but by the time, you know, he got sick and, you know, he died in uh, 1990 yeah, so at Morehouse. So okay. uh, like I said, I wasn't able to get a lot of information. So like I said, he took a lot of it with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two two more things. Um, so if so, let's just say someone that wasn't in university, um, just a regular individual that wanted to really learn more and use the platform. How how could they do it, and what would be uh, the best way? Oh, it's hmm. a good question. I never really had that question before. <laughs> I would say, uh, like, say if then, uh, like, say our program is specifically meant for students. But what I what uh, I was suggesting and like uh, Dr. Morris and others were suggesting a, a community push for this as well, uh, because mm -hmm. uh, we're trying to offer, I uh, know, uh, with uh, Victor XR and the president, they're trying to offer, um, um, like, say, programs in technology, uh, programs in healthcare, and programs in like carpentry and plumbing in the metaverse as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, not only be just for students, but be for adult learning. Uh, adults like like you were just saying people that okay we're not connected but so it'd be a like say a community push after like say we've done the schools and we, we're trying to go to the high schools but it'd be also a community program for those who that didn't finish school or those who want to finish school now can come back and uh, use the metaverse use the platform for these different programs like in technology healthcare plumbing carpentry and other uh, fields as well other career fields so yes that's definitely a push that we definitely uh uh, Victor XR has talked about uh, doing in the community. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I could see it lending very well to the high school. Yeah. To high schools because right. mm -hmm. especially schools that, that are a little bit under resource. Because right. That, exactly. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. The biggest uh, problem with a lot of those schools that we see, they can't keep the teachers in those like the small towns where there's no malls, there's no you know, no economic viability. Right. So it's hard to go, hard to go keep a teaching core there. And so the thing is that you can get certified teachers through the metaverse and through online virtual learning, what we have, get online teachers, get uh, like say class instruction that's valuable and to increase learning for the students. Uh, like say, and it, it's sort of win-win for everybody. Right. Uh, you, you, have, uh, you have your students core and you have your teaching core which like I say will uplift the community and hope and I what our hope is that the virtuality program will build build those communities and, and be an uplift to those communities. Okay. And who is there um a school or a community that's really taken the lead to do that sort of thing? I I'm trying to do my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh like uh well my high school was Barton High School in Arkansas. Okay. The neighbor high school I rival Marvel High School. Um they're trying to close it uh, right now. Oh, and wow. So what I did was a lot of myself and other Marvel alumni called me because they knew I was teaching in the metaverse and told me to write up a program 
about the metaverse to see if it can help the schools stay open. And so I did write a proposal. And so we're now, we talked to some senators, we talked to the Board of Education. And so we're trying to push to try to get the school to be the first high school in the world, first public high school, mm. first public high school in the world to go to the metaverse. And that would be in Mar that little town, Marvok, which is a uh, thousand people. <laughs> oh, wow. The first public high school in the world on the metaverse. And so that's what we're trying to do now. That That's so all of basically all their classes would be on the metaverse. Yes. Be in the metaverse. Yes. You have the math, the science, which which they're lacking, the math and the sciences. And they're lacking mm. certified teachers in those areas. And so they would be able to get those certified teachers in the metaverse. And like I said, they would put on the headsets and go and learn in the metaverse. And it teaches okay. them. Like I said, when you're in the metaverse with, and even Dr. Morris, when she did this, it was supposed to be a space program in the metaverse, but she okay. turned it into them building molecules and different atoms in the metaverse. But oh, they're, wow. they're out in space, oh. but they're building atoms. Like, you know, it's like you're an atom. Uh, right, she turned, right. You're supposed to be studying planets, right? The Earth and the... Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He's like, but you know, she turned into, you build atoms and build different molecules and things like that. And you're just in space building all these different atoms and molecules. <laughs> oh, right. So that's, because yeah. that's really the biggest problem is the mm -hmm. certified teachers. Yes, yes. Having teachers. Right, right. Um, exactly. In the rule because, mm -hmm. you know, because of the big, well, of course, that's the biggest cost for right, any right, community right, is right. paying the teachers. Right. And and the thing is about with the metaverse is that you can get uh, what uh, Ms., uh, Steve Grubbs, the president, said, you can get about 10 certified teachers in the metaverse per one salary of teacher down there in the rural area. <laughs> So you get oh, 10 certified for one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because okay. most of the teachers in the metaverse that's under him, you know, they already retired and they're just looking for, you know, just looking for, you know. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, there's they're no. Yeah, so you don't have to pay them benefits. You don't have to pay them all this. They just there to teach. You know? mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. So you save money that way as well. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been a very a great education. Uh, you know, thank you for that. Uh, for coming on and kicking off the um, kicking off the first uh, episode, and so you do you have a lot of firsts. So the first yeah. <laughs> episode is uh, season four. Okay. Um, but what I always like to um, end my um, podcast with, uh, we you always talk about accomplishments and things of that nature, but we never kind of delve into the man or the person itself. So my question I always end the show with is. As a black man, how are you feeling, you know, right now? And not just about the state of where you where you're in, or just in general. Okay. Uh, as my feeling, uh, I just feel like um, potential. That's that's my word because I see the potential of this. Uh, like, say, my work in the metaverse, my work in school, uh, potentially being great, not just enhancing myself, but enhancing others as well. And, mm -hmm. and that, that legacy and that impact is what, like, my parents taught me. Uh, my family taught me is everlasting because I um, I was at a funeral uh, not too long ago uh, last week and I was saying that you know we we actually live forever because when you spread uh, your knowledge and wisdom into your children they spread it to their children they spread it to their children so it's like that influence you have lives on for even though your body's dead the influence lives forever mm -hmm. yeah that's, uh, I think that's where I'm looking at and and I say I feel great because potential that I have to influence others and help others along uh, along the way. And like I say, be a drum major, as Martin Luther King said, 
uh, with his birthday coming up here. Yeah. Uh, as well as birthday celebration coming up and be a drum major for justice, for drum majors, for especially educational justice as well. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's a, and that's a great way to, to, to kick off the season four, especially with uh, Martin Luther King's birthday tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you are doing great, great work. You are leading the way. I mean, and look, you went, you started with the first class, now there's 60 plus classes. Right, so, 60, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So great. And so thank you very much. And I look forward to hearing, you know, if you get the um, high school thing off the ground, you know, just let me know. I look forward to hearing about it. All right, sure, definitely. Okay. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thank have you. A good, have a good night. Uh, you too, you too. <laughs> so so there you have it. Um, what, a, what a great way to, to kick kick off the class. I, you know, I want to really try to find um, metaverse class, um, you know, just for individuals. Uh, you know, I have actually a VR headset or my son does anyway. And, um, and use it for good. And um, who knows what can happen from it. So like I said, we're going to a lot of great things that are going to be happening, happening in 2023. I'm really looking forward to a couple of weeks because um, we're going to do our kind of a special segment on with Georgetown men, because, uh, you know, that's my university. And I'm looking forward to connecting on that. So those of you that um, are here tonight, stay tuned and look forward to seeing you uh, in a couple of weeks. Have a great night.